KQED. It's been a long time, long mm. time we shouldn't have left you, left you without a dope beat to step to, step to, step to, step to, well, step to, step to, Yes. Speaking of Aaliyah, who's dead. Oh, oh. <laughs> rough transition, Emmanuel. <laughs> if you'd like to complain to Katie, <laughs> the number to call is. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, back from hiatus. Feels so good. So good. This week we're talking about celebrity deaths. Some people have passed. We need to pay homage. Serial, disappointment or unexpected cliffhanger? Hmm. And we'll be paying a visit to our friends at the FBI with the return of the X-Files. It's a quiz. (laughs) All right, let's take down our excitement levels because we have to... Put on our red shoes mm. and dance the blues. That we do. Sir David Bowie has left the planet to return to Mars or that other planet they just discovered. And it just was... after he released that last album, Black Star. I must say, that is a master move on his part because it seemed like he was very aware of the trajectory of where his health oh, was going. For mm-hmm. sure. So it was all planned. I mean, only David and Bowie would write his own Requiem Mass. Exactly. <laughs> the only guy that could get away with it. And then everyone's re-examining his music video for the lead single and all the songs on there. And it's basically like his ideas of his whole life and death and oh, being dark. Lazarus and rising from the dead in a way he did because he lives on through this album. He's telling us things from beyond. He knew things we didn't know. So I remember when the video first came out, there was a lot of critiquing going on. And so now I'm wondering, like, all of the people who critiqued the video and had some, like, not-so-nice things to say, like, if they're seeing it through different eyes or, like, you know, if they're putting hot sauce on that crow that they're eating now <laughs> or, like, how. <laughs> Everyone's a saint once working. they pass away. That is the true. trouble is that I think David Bowie, you know, despite his well-documented uh, battles, quote-unquote, with multiple things, probably was as close as you get to a modern-day saint. I just, the, the outpouring there of grief was unreal. I haven't seen a reaction like that in a really long time Mm. from like different generations, different types of people who like different types of music. It's just everyone is sad that such a creative renegade is gone. And in music these days, it just kind of feels like formulaic. And Mm -hmm. he's one of the people who was always gender bending and changing things up and being in kids movies for no reason. And (laughs) labyrinth, (laughs) sexual awakening right there. Yeah, that bulge. I mean... (laughs) I think a friend of mine summed it up best on Facebook and she said, she's probably not the only one to have said this, but she said, people like David Bowie don't die. You know, a genuine mm-hmm. bemusement, like, he can't be dead. I mean, someone else we work with said, you know, when are we going to just decide once and for all that he was an alien brought yeah. down from outer space? You know, well, he was trying to tell us in many ways that he was not from this planet. He, and, there might be a little bit of Tupac adoption there. Because, you know, people still see Tupac at the mall all mm-hmm. the time. No, right? really? Yes. yes. There, there, I know they see him holographically. There, but... is a, there is a group of people in this country who no. genuinely believe that Tupac <laughs> is not dead. And that all of it was done for a purpose and to get from under Suge Knight. I, don't, I didn't say his name on air. Lord, don't kill me. Suge Knight, <laughs> yeah. don't come for me. But that he did all of this to get out of his contract with Death Row and it was all an elaborate hoax. It's like Bigfoot. I he's, had he's like the hood no version idea. of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 
insane. His comeback album, if this is true, is going to be lit. It's going to be amazing. He's been planning well, and plotting. part of it was fueled by the fact that he dropped, I think it was the Machiavelli album. Right. After he died. So it was, he had passed, but he kept releasing music. And people were like, he's not dead. Oh, God. He's just in Pasadena, just not in... in Pasadena yeah. making music. <laughs> Exiled to or Pasadena, South America. the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about a few of the hip-hop songs that sample David Bowie's music that yes. I had no idea about. So uh, Diddy's Been Around the World. Do you remember that one? Yes. Give us a little... Been around the world, now, yeah, yeah. We've been playing I don't know what, I don't know why. Why they want us faded, I don't know why they hate Okay, so that was Diddy, Notorious Big, Mace. They sampled Bowie's Let's Dance. Yeah, of course. course. But see, these are the things that it's like, once somebody calls it out, you're like, oh. So good. Um, Public Enemies, Night of the Living Bassheads is a David Bowie sample. What's the song? Fame. EPMD's It Wasn't Me, It Was Fame also samples David Bowie's fame. Uh-huh. Ice Cube's Alive on Arrival samples fame as well. Oh, it's a lot of fame samples. Dr. Dre's fame It samples. was a good year. <laughs> Guess what? For David Bowie fame. in terms of royalties. Okay, so Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. Of course. Samples David Bowie's ding, Under Pressure. Ding, ding, ding. Right? Ding, 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 ding. Like, I feel like without that, Vanilla Ice's song would have been just Oh, I so think it would have been awful. much the poorer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there was a lot of sampling. Long story short. Yeah. Okay. But there are a few artists who uh, MTV News says uh, were influenced by David Bowie. So we'll just go down the list. And Lady Gaga? If Is she you agree. Jaja. Jaja. Lady Gaga was number one. Duh. Of course. Okay. Well, she called her first album The Fame, right? I think oh, so. Oh, right. Leona Lewis? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Bleeding Love. Yeah, but I don't I don't see the I don't know the it No. I don't get the Yeah, I don't get that one. Yeah. I'm going to quote Mariah Carey in the ultimate diss when they asked her what she thought about J Lo mm-hmm. and she goes, I don't know her and then just nods her head <laughs> yes. like back and forth. Well that's so sad because I really wanted Leona Lewis to just like do great things. No. I don't know her. Sorry. Just to that point, may I bring up the best Don Draper diss in the world when someone tells him, I think you're a terrible person and he says, That's funny. I don't think about you at all. <laughs> Ooh. We can all do with a little bit Boom. more Don in our lives. Only the a tiny shade bit. of it all. Another one on the list, Janelle Monet. Oh, okay, I can see so that. So you could see like the androgyny, gender bending. Gender bending. Yeah. I always felt a lot of Prince in her, actually. Oh, that's a good point. Calvin Harris. Ugh. Don't get me started on Calvin Harris. <laughs> that's right a, now. that's another one. With, I don't know. I don't. I, that's a, I'm here's what you should know about him. He's currently dating Taylor Swift. Mm. And on Instagram. They're called Taven. And every time someone says something about Taylor on the internet, he pops off on Twitter and oh. makes her look really bad and mm. makes himself look like an idiot. Also, That's deep breath. Deep sigh. Just, you know what? I'm not going to say it because a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Look up Calvin Harris before and after. Oh, before yes. and after. Please I can't do. remember what he is. He like blonde and sort of like, he I don't know what now, he looks like. Blonde and tan now. Did What's not it? used what do you to be blonde like? and tan. Broke. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, British dentistry can be corrected. Ooh. I will just say that. Oh. All right. Also, he has done some misogynistic things. He's very problematic. I'm sad Taylor's with him. It makes me like Taylor less. So, to your point that he is influenced by David Bowie, I think not. How though? What's I don't see the connection oh, yeah. of how he is. Okay. No, no, no. All right, nonsense. Uh, Arctic Monkeys. Why? Uh, they well, how? according to MTV, 
They did not specify. <laughs> <laughs> no good reason. Uh, uh, the killers? All of these are like basically like, oh, they're fans of David Bowie. Like who isn't? Yeah. So the musicians. On. Okay, the last yeah. two. Fallout Boy. No, 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 no. Hold on. This, I'm sorry. This segment's Fallout, over. Fallout Boys, Patrick Stump. I call scene on this and okay. yeah. scene. We've Charlie hit rock XCS. bottom. And we're definitely done. We're done here. Call it a wrap. Dunzo. Kesha? Are you really going to do that? You're going to set me off now. Who next? <laughs> and Jay-Z. They just really wrote down any old person. Yeah. It's like Betty White. Big fan. Mother Teresa. Like, what? Direct quote. I love David Bowie, Mother <laughs> Teresa. Wait, so, okay. I woke up, I felt sad, and then I thought, wow, the last time I felt this sad to awaken and discover that a famous person had passed away, I was living in Cambridge, this was about 10 years ago, and the radio told me that Heath Ledger had died. Mm. For some reason. I just, I, I just got chills when I said that. That really touched me. And I, I don't know why. Maybe because he was young. Maybe because he reminded me of a young Patrick Swayze. Like, in all seriousness. Yeah. I do think that when thinking about David Bowie and people like him, not to take away from his legacy or his life or anything, please don't tweet me mean things, <laughs> but there's something harder for me to process about celebrities or artists who die with unfilled potential. Mm. Like, Amy Winehouse, Heath, Aaliyah. Like, they didn't do all of their life's work yet, and they were taken Mm. from us too soon. And someone like David Bowie, like, he has so much work out there. He put out an album two days before his death. We are set with David Bowie's work. Yes. He did his job well, and we have tons of things to remember him by. But on the flip side of that, that's glorious way to go out. Inglorious is you die like Heath did, where the first person that is called is an Olsen twin, and everyone's confused, mm. and it's like, oh, you have a young daughter. Like it was just a mess mm. and so, so sad. sad. So wait, who was the person that you heard had died and you felt that sad? Amy Winehouse, but I, I, you know, we all saw it coming, saw and we coming. contributed to it by looking at websites that had pictures of people following her with her bloody you bought ballet the magazines. Flats. So I was very sad about that, and I'm still sad about that selena like oh, kills me to this day because she was about to hit it big they had like a few yeah, it's like the english ultimate, tracks the ultimate unfilled potential it's like oh. her crossover was about to just and blow in such up. a tragic way yeah. that and death. she was so kind across the board no one has a bad mm-hmm. thing to say about her she was just like the kindest person and i've been sad about left eye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm just sad all the time guys i'm an emo person <laughs> how about you Jamidra? i think the first one that kind of hit me was like I want to say Tupac when I was a kid because I was How a old big. Were you when Tupac I was in away? junior high school. Oh, so pretty impressionable. Yeah, right? and I remember like he had been shot before, so I was like, "Oh, he's been shot before. He's <laughs> gonna, gonna be, be fine." fine. And I remember finding out like on the way home from school and feeling so sad about it. So that was one. The other one was like Michael Jackson. So I was at work at my job at the time, and like I used to work in like this call center and. I had pulled up like CNN and was streaming what was happening when he was going to the hospital like minute by minute. Like I could not work. I was done for the rest of the day and then he died. And then I think probably the last one was which we all expected was like Whitney Houston. Mm. Oh, I but it was like Whitney. one of those. It was like one of those. That was an Amy situation. I feel. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was like we were just down the, we were just all sort of like holding our breath. Like, please don't let it. You know, every time there was an please don't let it be her. And then one day it was her. 
So, yeah. 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 Also, I feel that we'd be remiss in this conversation not to mention Alan Rickman dying, which I found Aww. super sad. And in many ways, I found that to be sad. This is terrible to say, but sadder than David Bowie passing away. Shots fired. I loved that actor. I got really angry, actually, when a dear friend of mine texted me saying, oh, the husband from Love Actually's dead. Oh, my God. I was like, you Okay, so for people who don't know, because you say that most people are, like, referring to him as, like, his... I didn't watch Harry Potter, so I don't know, but he was in Harry Potter, and so they're... He was Snape in Harry Potter. He was also in Love Actually, a film which I detest, and I would Mm. love to dedicate a whole episode, maybe, to to that (laughs) at a later point. Um, But he was just so talented, and... No, it really saddens me. So, mm. More than Snape. Hashtag more than Snape. In the arms of the angels, may you fly away too soon <laughs> from this dark, cold <laughs> hotel room at the endlessness that you feel. You just took got a turn. cooler cancel. You are took a turn, girl. I'm going to veto this inclusion. <laughs> I think we're going to have angry family members. He's still singing. Memory. He's still singing. <laughs> can't hear that song when I'm thinking about sad puppies now. Yeah. And that, I used to love that That's song, the impact. too. Actually, I have another question for you. Who's the person, not to make this into Celebrity Death Watch, but who's the person who you fear Dying. Oh, yeah, they don't have to be like on the cusp, but you just know that if you woke up tomorrow, oh. you would be a mess oh. if you found out. Oh. Okay, who do I love and treasure? I can tell you mine. It's Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. If and when Bruce Springsteen dies, I'm taking the day off. And I firmly believe it still will never happen. Ooh. It's never going to happen. I think Michael was the one. I can't think of anybody that I would just be like, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I can't. I like your approach. You're like, you know what? Everyone I care about They're already there dead. You go. So, there you go. You know, drop dead if you need to. Come on, Emmanuel. You must have somebody. Oh, I definitely do. Number one, Kate Bush. Oh, yeah, that's right. And like David Bowie, she has given me a lot of content, although she takes a lot of breaks. She does. But I've never seen her concert because she doesn't tour, except if you live in the UK and you were there for the two weeks she decides to tour. Yep. But whatever. Um, but yeah, I would be very sad about that. Any of the Spice Girls... Maybe mm. minus Ginger, like whatever. In case you don't know, she calls feminism bra burning lesbianism. No, don't, don't lesbianism. give it to him. Don't give it to him. Let him look it back up in the episode. Yeah, there's a previous episode where we get into it, so look for that. You'll be disappointed <laughs> by Ginger, not us. We're great. Yeah, we're great. So any of the Spice Girls minus her. Um, Stevie Nicks, mm-hmm. love her so much. She's had a lot of cocaine in her system in her life, and I could see her insides not being completely on the up and up at this point i feel that steven nicks cannot be killed by conventional weapons well she's a witch in internal so yes. i never have to worry about that one and just to round off because this is getting kind of morbid if joanna newsom dies i will be out of commission oh. for a while but beyond that and this is going to happen within my lifetime i think yeah. as long as i don't get into any accidents or anything ruth bader ginsburg i will be super oh. duper sad because Without her, our nation would be on a different trajectory. No joke. Every time I see an article that's like, she still does 15 push-ups, but I'm like, yes, please keep doing the push-ups. I just love her so much, and that's going to be a dark day. You won't be seeing me. If we have a recording, no episode that week, people, because I won't be here. Notorious RBG. So what, in closing, death, as we tell children, is an inevitable part of life, and so it's in this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. We're all going to die, folks. Yeah, get used to it. And until then... We're going to put on our red shoes yes. and dance the blues. 
for David Bowie and all of our other fallen loved ones. Let's dance. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Let's dance. What else happened while we were on hiatus? I gained five pounds. <laughs> oh, congrats. <laughs> Due to uh, turkey. It happens. So what's happened is long-awaited return of Serial, the podcast that has defined all podcasts. That's what happened in my head when I heard Serial dropped. I and was like Yes, exactly. Everyone, everyone was hearing Angel sing. I was excited. And mm-hmm. then you click play, and then you think, this sucks <laughs> let's be honest it's underwhelming something i will say is you know we're producing a podcast right now it is hard and add on to that talking to the taliban and reporting super hard but i'm sorry it, it just does not do it for me or many other people as i've seen on twitter because i follow the hashtag just to make sure i'm not just an awful person so for those of you who don't know season two is not about It's romance. not about murder in a small community. Come That's on. the issue. It's not about teens killing teens, allegedly. 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 Although, Adnan did it, I think. Adnan, With Jay's help. Host. Jay did it. Uh, don't see me. Allegedly. So we went from this super kind of like nostalgic lens of like, oh, the 90s and, and teens and crimes of passion and... Best tw- Buy. <laughs> Best Buy. Best Buy. Payphones. And the payphone. Payphones. And true crime, which our culture is obsessed with. Let's yeah. be honest. And we went from that to a military member deserted, but why? And it's like, I don't care, especially after he says, I mainly did it. One of the reasons is I wanted everyone to know that I am Jason Bourne from the Bourne Identity. Immediately, my mind switched off. Like, doing what I did was me saying I am, right. like... Uh, I don't know, Jason Bourne. Right. You know, all those guys out there who go to the movies and watch those movies, they all want to be that, but I wanted to prove that I was that. I think he said that with, like, a degree of self-awareness. You know, he thought at the time he was some kind of Jason Bourne figure, but, God, I just have such trouble connecting to this guy. It is not this engrossing tale of murder in, in you know, a, a tight-knit community. It's so hard to unpack. And the, there's also this Hollywood screenwriter and this full team. I mean, Megan Ellison, the film producer, is in the credits of Serial Season 2 now. I don't know if you'd noticed. It's like a higher plane. It just felt one. like the first season was a passion project and then this was like okay we need to be big and like be great because everyone's expecting something great oh this person already has tons of footage and and recorded interviews with this person let's just do that while we figure out season three which is what we actually care about and i just feel like it's a letdown and was a bad move and i don't think i'm alone in thinking you think it's this. a placeholder for season three like they just wanted yes. to do something that, that super that super hit, like because i mean let's be honest a lot of the interviews have already been done right or the filmmaker has done a lot of the work so you think it was just sort of like we're gonna put this on well what makes me think that is three? with the announcement of season two it was like serial's coming back for season two and three and it's like oh mm, well okay right. so you had working, an idea for yeah season three already and it just wasn't ready and they wanted to get out there and it just happens to not have the same vibe that we so here's Expect. Like I was a big serial fan. I mean, I still am. I like serial, and I'm I'm holding on, hoping that the show is going to improve in some way. I've already started. I'm one of those people that once I start something, I'm going to finish it. So I'm not super engrossed, but I'm like 
I got to finish it. I got to like see it through and see if it gets better. Right. But I think for me, I was sort of really captivated by Adnan and Adnan's story. I think they did a really good job in the beginning, like talking to teenagers. Where were you on Thursday? Mm. And you felt like this what if this happened to me? Yeah. Like, yeah. this can be me. I don't think that many people feel like they could be Bergdahl. Yeah. No. I can't I, put myself in his shoes. That's actually one of the things I found most disturbing about Serial Season 1 was this idea that one mistake that leads to a chain of tragic events early on in your life, in your teenage years, Mm -hmm. the years in which you are making the most stupid missteps and mistakes, the idea that one incident can change your life forever. I found that so heartbreaking and disturbing, regardless of whether Adnan Sayed is guilty. That's the thing that connected with me. And, And then I'm having the soldier put in front of me and asked to make that same kind of connection rightly or wrongly with him and I just can't do it. So what's the question though now that you say that though because the question with Adnan all along was like did he do it? Did he do it? So what is the what is the ultimate question with Bo Bergdahl? This one's why did he do it and it's not as an engrossing But I feel like question. I know I feel like I have I don't I feel like I have the answer he did it because he had some grandiose idea of how he was going to save the day and be a hero. He was trying to be a hero so yeah. I don't know that there's a question for me to even to be answered with him. I don't know well, some I, people are like, was he a Taliban sympathizer and all this stuff? Mm. But I feel like it just doesn't matter at this point. I Okay, so number one, the folks who make cereal are such smart people. Oh, yeah. Smart women. Yeah, nobody's taking that away from them yeah, at all. That I can't help but wonder if they have something up their sleeve. I don't know. Maybe we'll listen back to this podcast and be like, Carly, that's so why stupid. I keep listening because I I'm like, this cannot wonder. be it. There's got to be something else. I think they know something. That's why they're like don't. one. They went from one week to biweekly, right yep. now. So there's yep. something. There's some surprise. I don't know how much of a surprise it can be, but I know that he is on trial, right? Or he's, yeah, new so, developments in the case making yeah. him go biweekly. Yeah. He he is on trial, so I don't know if there's something that we're going to find out later, or there's some kind of twist and turn. But what I will say is the bind that those producers found themselves in is ridiculous because when season two was announced, we all thought, well, you're not going to just do another true crime story, are you, about, you know, teens and and murder. That would be ridiculous. We wouldn't want that. Even though that's what we really wanted. Even though we wanted that all along because look what happened. They brought out this quite convoluted story about something completely different, you know, military misdoings, and then suddenly we're all away in our bedrooms watching Netflix making a murderer mm-hmm. constantly, which is filling our true crime void. Let's be honest. we That's what we wanted all along. Can I go on record and say I called it? Because I've been watching City Confidential for years. <laughs> I've been watching crime court TV for years. Objection. Okay. <laughs> for years. Sustained. Can I say one thing about Serial before oh, we do. move on? Personal connection. Mm-hmm. As you guys know, I'm from Baltimore. <gasps> get this there's this other podcast called undisclosed Mm -hmm. with someone who's close to adnan and the information comes out that Heyman lee the girl who was murdered went on a date with her boyfriend to a restaurant which happens to be my dad's restaurant no is it a greek restaurant it's not and that's racist i'm sorry no it's italian (laughs) (laughs) how dare you natural assumption mm-hmm. your dad's greek okay what kind of <laughs> yeah. restaurant is it then it's an italian restaurant he had a restaurant with his three brothers and then he justin timberlake out of that and spun off with his own restaurant which is the one Heyman lee i'm sorry went did to. he get cornrows when he justin timberlake out of that Cause... no he had that ramen noodle hair if you know what i'm talking <laughs> <Crimea> about <laughs> river so jury's out on cereal season two i'm still listening 
for the same reason that Jameter's listening, where maybe they have something up their sleeve and they are really capable storytellers. Maybe something is around the corner that I don't expect and maybe I'm just being a jerk. So I will listen to the end and then check in again and say it did suck or not. Maybe I was wrong and I'm not above apologizing. What I will say as we've discussed how, you know, Serial failed our expectations to just investigate another murder and something just came along in its place from Netflix, I would like to remind listeners that we are definitely into the idea of investigating Bay Area unsolved crimes. Mm. And <laughs> Nancy Drew. Some of us have had training on the kind of equipment that you need to operate to record people on mic when you're standing in the middle of a field. So we can do this kind of stuff now, guys. So please do tweet us if you've got any, you know, unsolved mysteries. So I've seen, I will just say that my resume includes two and a half billion episodes of Law & Order SVU. There you mm. go. I've watched a lot of court TV. Benson. Right, right. Mm. And X-Files. So the niches of the world, call us. Mail. Mail. More than 7 million businesses mail. around the world. Use a mail chip. 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 Use a mail Guys, I'll tell you something else that happened over the holiday break. Mm-hmm. New developments on the return of The X-Files. Yes! Demetra, I know you're a fan. Yes! I know you used to watch it as mm-hmm. much as I did when you were a kid. Yep. The thing is, it was cheesy as an adult looking back at the time. So scary. This was scary and these were all possibilities. I found out that even though The X-Files is coming back with, I believe, six new episodes uh-huh. to Fox on January 24th. Hmm. My co-host, Emmanuel, who has never seen The X-Files. Never seen it. Why? Yeah. What were you doing when you were a how kid? Did you, the, yeah, I really want to know how you how you missed that. Because I feel like there was a whole Fox lineup that happened. Yeah. Like you watched, you watched The Simpsons. No. You, wa- you, didn't, you didn't watch The what Simpsons? Were you doing? It's not my thing. What's your you- alibi? Okay. I watched a ton of the WB. So any teen drama that was on that, I was there every week. So Felicity, Dawson's Creek, yes. so popular. One that people don't remember as much, but great. Gilmore Girls, I don't need to get into that because there'll be the whole episode. Like what if was I was the one with the witches now that I think about it, with Melissa Milano. Uh, oh, Charmed. 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 Okay, I remember Charmed. Okay. Set in San Francisco. Didn't mm-hmm. know that. And they had yeah. a nightclub called P3. Mm-hmm. And then they replaced Shannon Doherty and just plugged in another random Excuse person. me, can we get back to the X-Files, please? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Well, you asked me what I was doing. There is an X-Files episode well, set right? in San Francisco's Chinatown. Wow. Was there an ones. alien there? There was not. There were some murderers there. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it's not always about aliens? No, no, no. It really runs the gamut, right? So you have these, like, what they call Monster of the Week episodes where Mulder and Scully are dispatched to some kind of rural town, have to kind of clean stuff up, and then get the hell out of there mm-hmm. back to wherever the hell the FBI are based out of. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just amazed that you never watched it. So I decided to put together a little quiz for you, Emmanuel. Although, Demetra, mm-hmm. would you like to play too? I want to participate. It's been a while. I'm rusty, but I want to catch up. Okay. So, as we were discussing, the plots of the X-Files were frequently ludicrous, but no less entertaining for that. So, I thought I'd see whether you can distinguish real X-Files plots from fake ones that I have made up. So, I'm going to read you three plots. Okay. And you're going to tell me which one you think is fake. Plot number one, Mulder and Scully travel to a remote Arctic research base and find themselves investigating an icy organism that makes people get PMS. 
Stop. Stop. All right. Plot number two. Plot number two. A woman's head will explode if she goes below 50 miles per hour in the wrong direction. Oh, this is like Speed, the Mm. sequel. Plot number three. When a portal to hell opens up in a hospital, as foretold by a psychic cat, only a heroic senior doctor can save the day. Okay, so is it remote Arctic research base with PMS? Is it woman's head will explode if she goes below 50 miles per hour? Or is it the portal to hell in a hospital? Here's my thought process. Okay, okay, okay. I initially thought the PMS thing is just too ridiculous. Psychic cat really throws me off. There's too many details there, and it seems like you wrote it with a creative writing quill. Okay, the fake one is psychic cat. You're right. The fake one is the psychic cat. (laughs) The one about the Arctic research base and the woman's head exploding is our real X-Files plots. Okay, round two. Are you ready? Okay, plot number one. Prompted by messages from digital appliances with instructions to kill, several residents of a small farming community suddenly turn violent and dangerous. Mm, Okay. Plot number two, a mad scientist poisons a local community's water supply, leading them to regress into a monkey state. Mm, Plot number three, a high school staffed entirely by devil worshippers find out they've bitten off more than they can chew when the new science teacher turns out to be the devil himself. So are you going to go for the... Messages from the digital appliances? Are you going to go for the high school staffed by devil worshippers? Or are you going to go for the mad scientist poisoning the water supply? I don't know why Which I'm one thinking is about fake? the devil worshippers. I'm thinking the devil worshippers is fake. I'm getting Children of the Corn vibes from that one. Oh. I'm going to say the science teacher who's a devil okay. is you are incorrect. No. Okay, which one is the X-Files plot? The fake one was the mad scientist poisoning the local community's water supply, leading them to turn into monkeys. Really? The monkeys not your... Was that not like a big clue? Why I thought that was true <laughs> is that, you know, cult leaders and people are always tainting the water supply and hashtag Flint. Hmm. Oh, don't, hmm. Not to get into it, but hmm. yeah. tainted water supply seems hmm. realistic to yeah. me. Okay, final round. Plot number one. Scully has a one-night stand with a man who has a tattoo that talks in the voice of Jodie Foster. <laughs> All right, then. Plot number two. A man struck by lightning uses his electrical powers to change TV channels, defibrillate a heart attack victim, and also kill some people. Guest starring Jack Black. Uh, okay, yeah. now. Plot number three. <laughs> Mulder and Scully investigate a series of deaths committed by the ghosts of long-dead Scottish warriors, only Mm. making a breakthrough in the case when bagpipes are discovered at the crime scene. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to go with the Jodie Foster talking tattoo. Jimidra? I don't remember seeing Jack Black on the show. Guys, guys, guys. You fell right into my trap. Are they all? Jodie Foster talking tattoo is That's real? real. Yeah, well, she's tried to probably do the voiceover. That's a real X Files episode. I'm amazed <laughs> that you didn't see through the long, the ghosts of long dead Scottish warriors. <laughs> and may I add, all of the fake plots were taken from a comedy show I really love called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Hold on a second. All of a sudden, I thought you were a creative genius. No, nope. you stole that. I stole the fake plots from another show. Touche. Very very funny comedy spoof set um, in the 80s in a um, psychic hospital. It's what, what, what did the tattoo say, though? That's what I want to know. The tattoo uh, asks the man to, to kill everyone he meets. So Scully has a one-night stand with him, and the tattoo is <laughs> like, kill her. 
Or like Curl. Yeah, like the voice of Jodie Foster. At the same channel, I remember Scully dating. She did. Um, it's one of those episodes where David Duchovny was clearly contracted to do something else. So it like all rests on Scully. Yeah. So she goes on holiday and has a one night stand with a guy in a bar. Well, I must say, we suck at that game, and you were good at crafting it, so thank you so much. <laughs> you. I want to watch the show now, because it sounds deranged enough for me to be interested oh, in it's, it. Oh, it's a good time. It is out of control. So, let's listen to the theme music as we go and watch the entire series, and we'll be back after that. The bagpipe version. <laughs> So it's been a while since we've done this kind of outro thing, but if you remember back to our full episodes, we end every episode with a song that we're particularly feeling that week. And this week, we have a personal mea culpa from Carly Severn. Take it away. I Yeah, i just like to say, I'm really sorry. Is it too late to say sorry? Because <laughs> I recall that we did a whole episode or a part of an episode in the last season where we slammed celebrities for stepping out of their quote-unquote wheelhouse. For example, actor James Franco trying to be a high school teacher. Right. Actress Scarlett Johansson trying to be a singer of Tom Waits' songs. How foolish I now feel. You love James Franco's teaching. (laughs) Yes, again. (laughs) Uh, The day after David Bowie passed away. R.I.P. Uh, heard a song on the, the radio as part of a David Bowie appreciation night. And I thought, hey, this song isn't bad at all. It's, it's kind of good. I like the beat. And who is this singer? Mm-hmm. Who, is this, who is this artist? And I shazammed it. And I realized, dear God, this is Scarlett Johansson singing from her album of Tom Waits covers. The song is called Falling Down. And it was part of the David Bowie night because it featured David Bowie on backing vocals. She somehow convinced David Bowie to sing on this song with her. Really? He was a Scarlett Johansson fan, apparently. He said, and I quote, Scarlett's performances are mystical and twice cool. Twice? Mm. Twice She performs? Not just cool, but twice cool. Not once, I think he meant like acting performances. Oh, okay, I got that. And I'm not saying it's good. It's just not as bad as I thought. So (laughs) I feel really bad now because I distinctly recall that we slammed Scarlett Johansson for trying to be a singer. So, yeah, Scarlett, sorry. Loved you in that film where you were an alien. And, um, yeah, take it away. Wait, 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 wait. Did we just hear the same song? Well, it's not terrible. Um, okay, she is a wonderful actress. That's not my favorite song. I, it's not my, I never said it was mine either. I just feel in the current circumstances, since Saint Bowie is on it, we should be generous. Mm, okay. All right, well, Scarlett Johansson, some of us are sorry, some of us aren't. Keep doing what you do. She yeah. Somebody appreciates it. Somebody loves you, baby. 
Miss Patty. And guys, I know we joke around a lot, but we genuinely want to hear from you. You can tweet us all at Pop, or you can tweet me at Teacup in the Bay. You can tweet Emmanuel, excuse my beauty without the E, and you can tweet Jamidra at Jamidra Says. Yes. Accurate. So we have some thanks to hand out, mm-hmm. starting with David Marcus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. One for you. He's our podcast daddy. He is executive producer, executive in charge of arts. He's a lot of things. Yeah, big props this week especially. Yeah, we would not be in the studio if it wasn't for him this week for sure. Thanks to Howard Gelman. Living legend. And thanks to you listeners for hanging in there for those hiatus weeks. Well, I have to throw out a special thanks to the both of you also. Oh. Because we pulled it out today. Yes. <laughs> Round of applause for yeah. ourselves. <laughs> Someday the truth will come out. Yeah, in our tell-all books, oh, today goodness. is definitely a whole chapter. I have no idea. Guys, it's so good to be back. Yes. Hear you next week. All right. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Sorry that our hiatus was so long. <laughs> and scene.